0: enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, yeah, welcome to another episode. Uh, Tonight, uh, the, the episode is called Why Pluto Work Matters. And this just reflects some things I'm thinking about. I had some brilliant questions from uh, one of my tutoring students uh, earlier this week and and just got me thinking about certain approaches to thinking about Pluto. And uh, so I want to share some ideas with you. And also uh, taking caller questions, and I'll be giving the number out. Um, And and then first some announcements. Let's just do some announcements. Um, We did the Aquarius full moon call on – I guess it was a few days ago. A uh, little bit of a time work now, but um, I guess it was the 22nd. And uh, so that's me channeling the Ascended Master Jehudi on a grounding meditation and also clearing energies from your body. He clears you know, energies uh, from you uh, that you don't need, uh, beliefs rooted in the past, ideas of who you are. And these are, all these things are related to the theme of the full moon with the moon in Aquarius being freedom setting yourself free so you can shine so you can be independent the whole you know working out some tensions with the aquarius leo dynamic so that mp3 is available on a donation basis through tdjacobs.com go to my calendar so that address forward slash time and then look for uh july 22nd and just register for the call as though it is about to happen and you're going to call in you know in the uh the entry the calendar entry and then uh i will send you a link to download the mp3 it's about an hour long and uh these are fantastic healing opportunities every month so i want you to check that out uh on my calendar uh, the next thing is I'm doing, this, um, I'm doing this interesting little sale thing where you get a Soul's Journey soundbite, which is the 20-minute overview of your karmic journey. Then within a month, you can get 10% off a 60-minute consultation. People are starting to take advantage of this after I've been blogging about it a little bit and sending uh, sending that to my email list. So um, I encourage you to do the same. The, the soundbites give you uh, an overview of what you're doing here why am i here what is my soul here to do what keeps me in a you know you'll ask the question about this life what is blocking me from my purpose but this reading gives you insight into the big picture and that's extremely important for understanding the context of what is happening in a bunch of lives as you a sliver of divine consciousness seek to figure out how to live life as a human forgetting your divine nature so that's the twenty minute reading, and then um you can digest it, chew it over, listen to it daily for a month, and then you can get 10% off a consultation. And and you know, get into any deeper terrain that you want to get with me or ask questions and and understand more about your chart and your life and your karmic history. So that's happening. You can see the uh go to my blog, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog uh, to get the details on that. But basically you'll pay for a consult and then I'll refund ten percent. It's kind of very simple. Uh next announcement, i I'm not officially announcing it right now because the moon's in pisces (laughs) but i wanted to give you a kind of hint at the beginnings of a glimpse of a sneak peek for something a new course that i'm going to teach in september about which i am completely thrilled and it's called the family sessions and it's going to be three weeks it's going to be actually the first of several three-week courses and and Each three-week course will take one person's chart with that person with me live on the call in class, and students are listening, but I'm doing a counseling session with this person on family issues, helping that person understand soul, helping that person understand the contracts that I'm only looking at his or her chart. By the way, that's how I do family work. That's where I start anyway. If I have a family that wants work, I do it for them, and I'm happy to do that, you know, to look at the contracts between the charts. But you can see everything about one person's relationships from his or her chart, including family stuff. So this is one of my Jupiter and Cancer uh, scheming, plotting uh, (laughs) projects that I want to bring more opportunities for understanding, healing, releasing family issues and emotional issues in general uh, to you. So that starts Sunday, September 8th, and that's called uh, the Family Sessions. I'm, I'm excited about it because, um, w- you know, just using one person's chart, uh, I can see what the soul set out for that person to experience, including what kind of karmic incubator is required for this multi life journey. In other words, what kind of family system, what's going on in the right family systems for this person, whether it's happy or sad, joyful or negative, whatever it is. Over the course of many lives and and i 'm telling you when you understand why you were born to the family you were born to and or raised by because ad- adoption is there 's a huge thing in here that's really important about that, and how that is the soul's moral intention as well um, but when you understand to do that, how to do that, how to forgive, how to release, how to understand uh, you know, what it is to be grateful to people who maybe have made your life very difficult and, and the same, you know, perhaps you've made their lives difficult too. But to be able to do that changes your entire life. And uh, one of my things about being on the planet um, is to help people with this. And so I'm, I'm I'm unveiling this course, but I'm not officially announcing it yet. but if you're into astrology, the basic requirement is your you know familiarity with astrology and then an interest in um, in getting an inside track into how to understand family karmas, how to understand why a family why family is chosen. and um, yeah so for the first part of the call, it's like a counseling session. the second part of the call, you get to ask the the client and or me questions. And so then we open it up to class time. I'm thrilled about this new this new thing. Um, so check out uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash courses.html for the info on that. I just posted the PDF today, but I'm not officially announcing it yet. Um, and then the last uh, the uh, the last announcement is, and I'm going to reference this a little today um, because I do have an email. Question from a listener. Uh, but the Jupiter and Cancer and Grand Water Trend videos on YouTube um, should be viewed by you at least once each so you can understand this, the context for some of the emotional things that have been going on for you, perhaps you, but definitely for a lot of people uh, running around on Earth uh, in their little circles. Okay. So uh, thanks for being with me. And, um, you know, uh, I'm going to give you the number actually uh, starting now. It's 877-230- three zero six two um, why Pluto work matters this this came up by as I mentioned a tutoring student of mine um, who a- actually asks great questions overall you know wanted me to um, to talk about Pluto and the remedies for Pluto because I talk about the ways it can go wrong and one of the things that, that ended up coming up from that is um, that I said to her I want you to understand that you know when you look at someone's Pluto, that person may not always see what all these issues are, but he or she knows what they are. And they run incredibly deep. And Pluto, as as a marker of the soul's empowerment journey, involves over many lives being disempowered or feeling powerless. That's how we learn about empowerment. So when you look at someone's Pluto, assume the best and the worst. The best is this person can make self-loving self-interested confident decisions that you know transform this person into some kind of superheroic agent of change in the world around him or her you know, sign and house and aspects matter. Uh, but, but Pluto, you know, our best Pluto efforts yielding being agents of change. That's one of the things with Pluto. But at the same time, understand that there is also this morass of this swampy mess of garbage and stuff that can actually uh, guide what he or she does. And, and most of us spend, most humans in general spend a tremendous amount of energy, constructing and shaping and guiding and steering our lives around, touching Pluto issues, whatever they may be for us. So um, I do emphasize very often, as you as you may have picked up so far from the show over months, and also from um, the Soul's Journey books. Uh, now it's a trilogy: one, two, and three. Uh, but That I emphasize the importance of understanding Pluto, but also understanding Pluto generations, to understand these chunks of people, these groups of of, uh, people running around with these different um, needs and interests and fears, and how important it is to not stop with Pluto by saying, it's a generational influence and it's not that important to you. Or the house is important, but the sign isn't important because everybody in your age group or right around your age has it in the same place. It's absolutely critical, but it runs so, the issues run so deeply. The emotional attachments and avoidance issues, they run so incredibly deeply that, you know, here's the thing. You can't wound your soul. Your soul is divine consciousness and never forgets it. But you can get a wounding so deep in your etheric bodies, in your energetic uh, bodies that, you know, humans might tend to say that level of pain is wounding to the soul. And there is some work, you know, some good work on evolutionary astrology uh, that started, you know, several decades ago with that idea of the soul's wounding. And um, from what I can tell from my work as a medium and channel working with, you know, dead people who have gone through orientation and – and the, the ascended masters, or ascended master that I work with, well, he has four faces or four channels, so I kind of sometimes refer to him as plural. But from all that work, um, I can see that the soul is not wounded. The soul is a kind of a benevolent, loving uh, observer of what you and I are choosing, you know, to do. So, puto work matters because you have this multi-life thing riding on doing it (laughs) but it's about disempowerment it's about powerlessness and it's about empowerment so as you may have heard me say before and i do spell out in the soul's journey uh, books you have to go into the um into the pluto pain the fears about something you know work with the shadow in a conscious way you know i always recommend getting grounded Get the 13-minute the MP3 from tdjacobs.com, my homepage. Uh, I hand it out willy-nilly because I want you to get grounded. But to be able to work with your fears in a more conscious way will help you address Pluto in a more conscious way. Uh, the other reason that this this show was inspired, or this topic to talk about tonight, was um, I've received several reflections this week about um, the intensity of the work that I do. Now, for me, I just I just kind of live in this frequency of you know, you can't see, but my brows kind of furrowed and I'm very intense and I have a very Libran kind of a nice, you know, like I seem like I'm a nice person, but there is this like Plutonian thing happening on the surface. It's very intense. Somebody told me today, you know, looking in your, like just a friend I was talking to, looking in your eyes, it's really intense and I have to sometimes like, you know, not get lost in the intensity and it's totally the the, the Scorpio energy and the Pluto energy. But um, But, you know being able to to work with what's difficult about life in a more conscious way gives me something to get out of bed for. Otherwise it's depressing. Like like if I just look around at all the things that you know I'm afraid of or, or I look within at all the things I'm afraid of. Look around in the world of all the things that may seem to warrant fear from me and others. If that's what I'm looking at, if that's what I'm seeing then me, you know, Tom Jacobs does not want to get out of bed. So I have to have a way to work through it. And so feeling intensely, feeling deeply, and then getting, you know, gaining as an adult this uh, wonderful vocabulary that is astrology and then, you know, the, the the deeper niche version of evolutionary astrology and then taking that further with the channeling and mediumship work um, that I do, uh, getting those tools and getting that vocabulary helps me see, right, there is a big picture. It is not that... The world is supposed to be feared or I'm supposed to keep my shadow out or I'm not supposed to know who I am or be afraid of this or that. But it's really this opportunity to have a lifelong experience, you know, ultimately a multi-life experience, but to have at least an experience in this life of looking at what is hard to look at so that I can connect more with who I really am and not what I'm afraid I might be and not what I'm afraid might happen. You know, I'm engaging with the world more or less. I have my own things that I'm working with, but I'm engaging with the world more or less as an agent of change. I'll just say it. I want things to be different. That's why you're hearing the show. You're not hearing the show because I like to hear myself talk. Like I didn't start the show, you know, last October because I thought it would be interesting to talk more (laughs) or, or to hear snazzy music. You know, and, you know, wrapped around commercials and then to hear my voice on the MP3s. That's not why I'm doing this. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm doing this so that what I've seen about how to change life for the better using fresh insights into astrology, as the intro outro says, then, um, yeah, I want you to know what they are. I want you to stop thinking that, you know, life is keeping fears at bay. So the importance of Pluto work is turning things around, shifting perspective on why things have happened to you that have been painful and difficult that have made you feel powerless. You know, the the invitation is to chalk uh, certain things up to learning as a divine being while being human about empowerment, about strength. Empowerment, you know, the more I think about it, uh, sometimes I think that it's a word that isn't that accessible, empowerment. Well, it sounds kind of like a, you know, I don't know, the regal version of a Hallmark card or something like that. Like it sounds like very important. It's an important word. But then I say, well, strong and confident. And then I go the Pluto route of strength and confidence and say a deep core strength and an unshakable confidence. And that kind of gives it, you know, explains a little what empowerment is when it comes to Pluto. All right. So bear with me. I'm going to take the first break and uh, we'll be right back on the soul's journey. Uh, right back.
0: your chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. again that number is 877-230-3062 looking for answers to help you navigate life the book jihudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jihudi aka thoth St. Germain and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com We all need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi a.k.a. Thoth and Saint Germain each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution each call includes a deep grounding process empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies emotions and beliefs and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution and growth these monthly events are refreshing profound, cathartic, deep and fun Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com.
1: back to the soul's journey this is tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and uh tonight i'm talking about uh, why pluto work matters uh and uh but first we're gonna we're gonna insert um a writer question a listener um who recently got turned on to the podcast and uh and wrote me um wrote me a note with a question and and uh so i told her i'd do it on the air um so let me share her data with you her name is jen and it's uh february 24th 1972 11 a.m in st louis missouri and and she asked a question about the grand trine activating um her her son uh which is square neptune and then she you know also mentioned um the uh recent full moon which was about four degrees away from her four and a half degrees away from her um north node in aquarius and so she asked me to just kind of look at that and kind of tease it out and um so uh one of the things that jumps out is the full moon on the North Node. You know, Aquarius in the ninth house. You know, freedom regarding belief, freedom regarding worldview. And since it, it you know, the North Node represents something that you haven't done a bunch of uh, in many lives, uh, can be f- uh, foreign territory. The emotional need of the time of that full moon uh, takes you into that foreign terrain, into that new place, that area of the chart that you need help with. But perhaps don't know how to initiate or create on your own. So the full moon there that means the sun's on your south node, uh, a light on habit patterns, you know, a light, uh, uh, awareness coming into uh, uh, the light of you know reasoned awareness, uh, why you're comfortable with certain things. And in this case, Leo in the third house, you know, the way your mind works and how you know how you communicate. And how you don't communicate, and why, and what attachments you have personally to styles of communication, processing, learning, and thinking. North, known Aquarius, free yourself, you know, free your mind, but also um, free yourself up to believe in something, you know, to work towards. And um, sometimes the north and the ninth house can be, um, uh, you know, your predilection will be third house, south node. Yes, data are everywhere. You know, ideas are everywhere. Info is everywhere. Uh, But with the ninth house, how can I create meaning out of what I see around me? So freeing yourself from convention is going to be really important regarding the theme of that full moon. Okay. Um, But then, you know, with the Grand Water Trine, you're in a, you know – You're one of these people who, your sun's at, uh, five Pisces. So, you know, Neptune and Saturn have been dancing, you know, in the early degrees, uh, in Trine, the early degrees of Scorpio and Pisces. And so they've been activating your sun already. Neptune over the sun wants you to let Go just in general for about a two two and a half year transit uh, that you're in the middle of um, wants you to let go of identities that don't work. Now a Pisces Sun you'd think well Neptune transiting it, it would be great, but it's um, you know it's still you have to let go of something that is not essential ideas of who you are um, ways of organizing how your life works because the Sun is kind of the organizer within the self uh, the inner decision maker uh, the part that holds everything together. And Neptune is wanting to, you know, wash enough water over it that things that don't work well are eroded. That's the kind of that's a kind of theme here. And and it's really about surrendering. It's about surrendering. That's in your tenth house, so that's the to who you are in the world. You know, who you are in the world, how you're seen in the world, how you participate in your community and in the world. Um so when the grand trine starts to form, you have Saturn trining your sun, you know, from the sixth time to do something practical to support who you are in the world uh but then jupiter comes in and the grand trine activates your sun. now the grand trine in general is about emotions it's about needs and this is why i mentioned those videos at the top of the show uh the jupiter and cancer as well as the uh, grand trine video are going to be very informative i encourage you uh, everybody including jen if you haven't seen it to check it out um But, um, you know, emphasizing emotion, bringing out emotion. You already have this Cancer moon in the second, and Jupiter will transit it this year. So there's just this emphasis on your feelings about who you are and what can you do about what might not work well about how you perceive who you are. It's kind of the Saturn, you know, from the sixth uh, imperative. And there's this need to get to the bottom of of things, to get to the truth. Uh Neptune transits ideally strip away our tendencies toward illusion. And uh, on the sun, you know, are you deluding yourself about anything? Are you deluding yourself about who you are or how people see you? And Saturn trining that same time saying there's practical work to do about your own responsibilities, about how things work on a daily basis, but the truth about it. What is it about my routine? What is it about how I do things and how I don't do things that contributes to me not liking how other people view me and, and perceive me outside my home? So that, that's a lot about what that grand, what that grand trine uh, is about. So, um, so uh, thank, you, thank you, Jen, for the uh, – f- oh oh, you know what? There's one more thing for you actually um and it's the neptune square which is a uh, pretty exact pretty exact right now and it's another two two and a half year process and it, it's when transiting neptune gets to about 90 degrees in a waxing square you know to natal neptune so and this is a time of recovering something about neptune you already have this pisces sun with you know with mercury and pisces and um and you do have some elements you know some asteroids and uh and uh, planets in the 12th house too. So this is part of, you know, what you're, what you need to, to do anyway. But, um, you know, kind of a Piscean archetype, but, um, Neptune Square wants you to, uh, rethink or re-experience something new about Neptune. Like go back to a way. Did you lose a connection to spirituality? Have you ever, you know, gotten a little off track when it comes to your Neptune? And this is the uh, time to reclaim it. Now, your natal Neptune's near the descendant, which sometimes, you know, can make it seem like other people get to be Neptune. Right, You have a Gemini rising, uh, you know, Saturn in the 12th. You have a moon in the second house, like Pluto in the 5th. It's like some of these other archetypes that are strong in you um, may make it seem like even though you're a Pisces sun, it's square Neptune. You might not really get Neptune. You might do Pisces in a way that, that maybe doesn't really fulfill your Neptunian need. So that's kind of where I'm going with this and uh, the need to recapture something essential about who you are without surrendering the truth of who you are so it's like you have to lose pretense you have to lose the idea of who you are and the perhaps attractive facade of who you'd like people to see you as being if that makes sense uh and then get down to the truth of what is absolutely essential so that's so that's my that's my thing for you thank you thank you for writing in and anybody else listening if you can't call in or you don't want to but you want to have a question answered Email me, Tom at tdjacobs.com. I'm happy to do that for you, just what I did for Jen. So, uh, the number for you to call in is, uh, 877-230-3062. Uh, while I'm talking about Pluto stuff today, I'm happy to take questions on pretty much anything. Uh, have your data ready if you have it. And, um, yeah, back to this, uh, this stuff about Pluto. Um, you know, why, why it matters. Getting, I want to talk about the shadow. And I want to talk about how, you know, these elements of self that are real, how we spend a great deal of effort avoiding having them triggered or having any light shined on them because we don't want to know they exist. I go into this in depth in, um, soul's journey three, a case study. When I talk about my own Pluto and Libra shadow of, you know, one part of me. Which is actually a past life part, but it's just an element of self uh, that would, to, in order to create peace, which is the Libran goal, um, would commit violence. And the, the the issue was these barking dogs in my neighborhood. It was in, it was just off the charts, uh, kind of. Absurd, and so I go into detail about that in the Soul's Journey Three because um, you know to talk about this part of self that I that I didn't want to admit existed. So um, even even as a Scorpio with with uh, prominent Pluto, I do know understand. I understand the need to look at these things, but still sometimes they shock even me, and that's part of the point of all Pluto materials. It can be shocking, you know, even if you're very grounded and you've been through. You know, you've been around the block a few times. Some things still shock you, especially about yourself. And, um, so I was very surprised to let this part speak and, and, but I wasn't nervous that I would do that, that I would do anything to, to, you know, that wasn't uh, cool for me to do. It wasn't uh, fitting with, with my intentions to, to, you know, to be an agent of change in a positive way. Um, but to give this part of me voice, While knowing that I'm in charge, you know, my shadow doesn't make decisions. This is very important. This is how one becomes empowered in a Plutonian way, in a Scorpionic Plutonian way. You have free will. You are in full possession of the fact of choice and making choice. But you get to this place in in different lives and everybody gets to this place where at least, at least at certain points along the timeline. Certainly not in every life. Certainly not in every life. Uh, but when one does get there, the, the impact will reverberate across the timeline because it is through your, uh, the consciousness of, you know, of your soul that exists outside time, that transcends time. So there's stuff that you're dealing with, in other words, in this life, fears about what you may do or what you c- or could be capable of doing that could be a little dark, could be a little uncomfortable, a little bitter, a little vengeful even, um, angry, you know, spiteful, There's all these kinds of ugly emotions that fit with Pluto. Uh, there are things that you may be thinking, gosh, I would never want to be like that. But in fact, in some other part of the timeline, some other version of you, some other life you, in fact, may feel pushed by circumstance to do. So Pluto work is not about saying, oh, yeah, I mean, that's tough. <laughs> or, well, that's where all the ugly stuff lives. Like, it's not about just, you know, keeping a file drawer reserved for the terrible stuff. It's about picking the files up and looking through it. And, you know, in my in my case, I mean, this is what I teach people. You know, this is how I make my living, essentially. Look at what you're afraid of and then understand that you... Are in full power not to do that, so it's like instead of living life afraid of what might happen, you make peace with who you are and, and of what you're capable so yes i could I could hurt other people i could I could do things I could do things that I, I would be ashamed of on other parts of the timeline i, I know I have a I have a visceral sense that yeah, when push comes to shove and I feel painted into a corner or you know backed into a corner or whatever. Um, my back up against the wall and wait, one more cliche, uh, you know, between a rock and a hard place and they're moving closer together and you feel squeezed. I just embellished that image, but that's a cliche too. Uh, but anyway, all these kind of Plutonian ideas where, you know, you wonder what you'd have to do somewhere else on the timeline, you know, I'm, I'm doing things that are kind of drastic. Like I know that about myself. I recognize that. And, um, as I say repeatedly, spiritual evolution on earth is not about holding hands around a campfire and singing Kumbaya and hoping for the best. It's not about meditating until we master our upper chakras and are kind of vaguely familiar that we have other parts of our body and other chakras too. You know, it's not about only being in the heart. It's not about Meditating six and seven chakras open. You know, it's about your entire being and accepting that the way that you're wired is no accident. And yes, there's some ugly garbage in there. There is uh, stuff there. There's junk there. There's nonsense. There's petty crap. All kinds of, all kinds of stuff that you don't want to look at. And, um, as I said, I make my living these days, um, teaching people how to transform their relationships with that stuff. A uh, contender for uh, the topic tonight was how energy manifests in our health because that's been on my mind for years (laughs) and I was just kind of looking at my grab bag list of topics uh, to do tonight and I realized that's uh, something that I I want to um, share a tremendous amount of information with you about Um, but the, the reason I'm tying in with Pluto now is that you know, energy manifests physically, and this is where this, this is a source of our health issues. But energy is emotion. So how we feel, you know, carries energy and is a response to energy around us. So when it comes to Pluto feeling, it is shame, it is guilt, it is, uh, you know, a shame and guilt about being wired the way we are, about having intense, or dark, what were considered dark thoughts. Um, and we really need to get over this. We really need to get over this. So I would love for you to accept that you have intense fears while contextualizing this, as on other parts of the timeline, you're having some really interesting, awful, horrible things happen, and on this part of the timeline, too, for many of us. Uh regarding Plutonian experiences, disempowering things, situations in which we feel powerless for some reason. I can't believe you're not calling in. Is it this interesting? Okay, the number is eight seven seven two three zero three zero I can't to three zero six two. I can't believe you're not calling in. I don't know, maybe you're just fascinated with the with the uh you know the me pointing at the shadow for a minute well i'm going to take uh the second break and uh we'll come right back to the soul's journey i'm tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com stick with me
0: chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. again that number is 877-230-3062 the way you're wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world A Soul's Journey Soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey Soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. We all need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and Saint Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships. Our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and uh, we do have a caller. Uh, Christine, are you there?
2: Hello.
1: Hello. Christine, are you
2: there?
1: Yes. Hi. So uh, is, it's okay if I give people your data so they can follow along? Um. Yes, that's okay. Thank you. May 16th, 1984, 5.45 a.m. in Johnson City, New York. And uh, what can I do for you today? Um.
2: I would like to ask you about my Pluto. It's on the, uh-huh. it's in the first degree of Scorpio, and yeah. also in the first degree are um, my Mercury in direct opposition, and um, my Neptune in Capricorn. And I, I, don't know what that means at all. Like the uh-huh. sixth, I guess, I guess, I don't understand the whole Pluto in my whole house of Scorpio in sixth. What, what that means
1: okay right on right on so so pluto is this empowerment journey of the soul and that means that how the soul which is a portion of divine consciousness and never forgets being strong and the creator energy how it intends its human selves you and your compadres across the earth timeline your past lives your other lives um how you're going to become strong and confident in a very deep way in the deepest possible way and but 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 most humans tie Plutonian strength to material world reality, whereby it's very easy to become disempowered or feel powerless. So for example, Pluto in the sixth is in general about learning to be of service, but you can feel trapped in service. So you can feel disempowered through being of service to people. You can feel kept small or boxed in, but your soul intends that you learn about life through being of service. But, you know, and all the way around the wheel, we can understand these, like, different experiences that can be pe- disempowering, but the intention is to figure out how to be strong within that. So, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, right. So, it's like you probably – I mean, let me just look at the rest of your chart. First house, sun on the ascendant, south node in the seventh. With Well, with your Mercury – your with your Uranus moon on the seventh, at south node. And I remember you called in a few weeks ago, and you and I have been talking uh, email separately. But… Um, I, I, you know, you've you've had to break away from family with that, and you, you've talked about that. You, know, you mentioned that the last time you called in, and um, so for you, you know, you might not want to be of service, but you might feel that you can't get away from it, but that you don't want it. But you have, you know, there's kind of like push and pull. That's part of the Pluto issue for anybody. Right. And in the sixth, that would be about helping others or being available, being responsible to others. And your Pluto is in Scorpio, and that is a long-term journey about. You know, learning about a bunch of different um, things about power and who gets to be strong when. And also the truth, dealing with the truth, dealing with lies and betrayal and striving to, you know, get to the bottom of things. So so that's the basic idea. You know, you need to become um, empowered through the truth about responsibility. And that means sometimes not taking it on, but that's challenging when you see people suffering or having a hard time. Um, but but it's also retrograde, and that's really important here. Right. because, Yeah, <clears throat> about 512... On the edge so of
2: um, Libra is what makes me wonder, and I don't have any kind of service to others other than being um, a mother to my children, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like that it's like my only obligation, but in some ways it's given me a lot of freedom, but also yeah. I feel like there's nowhere I can go with it because I can't go from helping... Everything that I've learned as a mother, I don't know how to help anyone else other than my children. So it seems like a really weird sort of place to be in.
1: Well, well so, so I don't know how
2: know. to help anyone else.
1: Basically. Right. Well, that's part of the trap. I mean, you just kind of I – mean, you're not saying I'm trapped, but it kind of outlines the sense of – you said I don't know where to go with it. And that's part of the thing. And feeling, you know – disempowered some at sometimes or feeling powerless to be of service I mean I'm telling you know in certain parts of the timeline meaning other lives we'd call past lives you're um, doing something that is of service that is helpful and that could be the full range of things including like making something better which has nothing to do with like Lepers and bedpans, you know what I mean? Like just making something better, improving something as opposed to this kind of classical idea or stereotype we have of what it means to be of service, you know, like, you know, wiping people's face, you know, like helping nursing, that kind of thing. Um, But but, you know, being of service or doing something, improving in a way, you know, it's been at sometimes very empowering, sometimes not. But because of Pluto's retrograde, I know that in certain lives, the way you approach it isn't working. Including probably this one, because it says I have to figure out what the right way to do this is. I don't, I don't know the right way, so I'm going to try and emphasize what service looks like or what responsibility looks like. But ultimately, it won't work for you. Like it just, it just isn't going to work for you. So, you know, um, what you know, what is you know, the people who live in the sixth house like this with this Pluto here. That doesn't mean you're trapped. But I mean, people who have this kind of emphasis don't always know they have choices about where their energies go. Because this is the house of, uh, indentured servitude, of being an apprentice where you don't have choices, of being like the youngest kid who doesn't have choices. You know, you're just like a face in the crowd kind of, and you're on the team, and you're just kind of, you have to go and do what you're told. And this idea of duty and responsibility, um, and it's the, it's the house of slavery and feeling trapped in things. So, you know, for you to invent what, what helping people means, is critical. I mean, radically, just start over. Look that's at all the it. models. <laughs> that's it, what my Saturn right?
2: would say. Agreed. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you start. You start over with it. You start over, and because Saturn and Mars are there, that's and they're both. All three of these are retrograde, by the way. So you have to rework why you would be of service, how you would do it, what you think it means. Like all these, all these energies are retrograde here.
2: Yeah. So of you, like, I have so much retrograde. Can you explain to me what I? If I should take some message from that
1: that almost everything that's not personal is retrograde? Yeah, um, rethink things. Don't rethink. get caught in, in preexisting patterns, no matter what great advice seems to be coming your way. Take all the advice, listen, but invent your own way. It, it means that you have to reth- you have to be original and you have to be disconnected from consensus reality, just to a certain degree, at least at least convention, disconnected from convention is what I meant to say. Yeah, so Jupiter's retrograde. Do not dare try to believe what somebody tells you is good to believe. <laughs> Neptune's retrograde. You know, like Neptune's retrograde. Do not dare, you know, like is retrograde in the seventh with moon.
2: Don't worry, you know, I, I don't believe you either.
1: Right? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> don't listen to me. This is like the best thing I can tell you with all these retrogrades is you have to figure it out for yourself. But most people with retrogrades will cycle through doing what other people – seem to be doing well with that energy or part of life and then you're like it eh, doesn't work for me it's like it's like so on one level it's a it's a setup to be dissatisfied and on another level it's an evolutionary uh push to invent your own ways of doing things so you're not stuck so that's that's what they're really about yeah let's just look at that i mean all the things on the right side of the chart on the uh on the western side of the chart are um Retrograde Mars, Pluto, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, even Eros, the asteroid Eros, and the asteroid Argent Suri, they're all retrograde (laughs) and Jupiter. So, yeah, rethinking things, redoing things and not getting stuck in patterns. So, regarding service, you know… Um, what is it, you know, what does it look like to be of service? You might say, well, I have this friend who volunteers at the United Way, blah, blah, blah. You're this person who does this at the animal shelter, and, and like, well, would you like to do that? And you're like, well, I can see how that's useful, but and it's kind of like you have to come up with your, your own brand new thing about it. And for you, it, being Scorpio about it is critical. Because in some lives, you may be told, Oh, you're the person at the bottom of the food food chain here, and you can't really speak that much or don't tell the truth. Like nobody wants to hear from the people who serve the butter. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. So, so telling the truth is a huge part of your being of service and being honest about what actually happens. You know, and being unco- another thing for for this Pluto and Scorpio is strength through absolute self knowledge and then self acceptance, and then being uncompromising with how you behave, like the ethical sense, the sense of integrity within yourself, never veering away from it. And that's one of the ways you become empowered, including when you have to say, no, I can't help with such and such. Now, you're not in that position because you say like, you know, your only obligations are to your kids. But um, it should happen for you as part of the learning process that when you do reach out to work with others or figure out something you know, um, get involved in your community, whatever it is, like whatever it is where you uh, reach out to do more sixth house things, you will find opportunities that would make you feel stuck and trapped. Like, let's say that you say, you know, to somebody, you know, who volunteers somewhere, Hey, can I tag along? Let's see you go. And you know, you show up with all this stuff in the sixth house and, and, uh, and your karma is screaming, I've done some stuff that I really hate doing, but I've stuck with I've stuck with it, and so somebody's gonna come over to you and say, "Hey, here's this terrible thing that everybody who ever took it on quit two weeks later." But hey, do you want to do this? And you'll be like, "No," but like, but you'd be good at it, and you'd be in this karmic quandary of how can I say I need to say no, but am I a jerk for saying no? You no. Know? So your relationship with responsibility is going to be a huge thing with that when you do reach out. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're welcome. Anything uh, – well, you, you actually asked me about the Mercury opposing the Pluto. I want to I just say something about that briefly. Um, it means that mercurial stuff in the 12th house – and I'll explain what that means, but happening in a Taurus way – opposes that mission of service. And stuff in the 12th house can be sometimes kind of chaotic, but in Taurus it might be kind of still. But it's something out of reach. Some, it could be loss. It could be things that you don't know about and information that comes in and can um, surprise you or or negate what you're actually doing. Um, but there's this, this idea of communicators and information itself um, blocking you from getting to the place of feeling that you are of service. And this can be something outside your control that prevents you from feeling that you can make choices, something that kind of holds you in place. Does that make sense to you as a general idea?
2: Um, <clears throat> no, I guess it doesn't.
1: <laughs> okay, um, right on. But,
2: so, is it a tension between um, between my intellectual understanding of things? I I think of it as me. I mm-hmm. I really love my Mercury in the twelfth house for I feel like I um like I want to go there so much yeah. more than I am. Yeah. And all my responsibilities are stopping me. But they don't. Like, I just secretly study, like, put my kids in the other room and then still do my, um, my work, like, my, you know, <laughs> independent work. But it's like, it doesn't do anything for the world, and it seems like useless. But at, in the 12th house, but being Taurus, I always thought that means I'm supposed to manifest, like, all the, all my 12th house things, like, actually solidify them in some way. But well, yeah, I have no idea if that's really great. a real thing.
1: Yeah, that would be great. I mean, what I was referring to is in, in the karmic story, like looking at, you know, Pluto as the the empowerment journey over many lives, it because it's opposing Pluto in a deep way, you're going to have some some, you know, in different lives oppositions with Mercury Taurus people. You're going to have some oppositions if you do the Scorpio thing. Then you may you may manifest some blocks that way. If it doesn't come out for you that way right now, that's there's no worries. Like that's great. I'm I'm happy about that. But yeah, what you've been talking about is more the personality level, um, and not the not the karmic level of you know right. something opposing Pluto can be really hard to integrate sometimes. Um, but maybe that's you know maybe that's not the maybe that's not really the issue for you, and that's
2: cool. well. I'm trying to understand the evolutionary astrology level of it because obviously that, that seems to be more important than the personality.
1: Level. Well, both are important, okay. both are important, but the personality will be shaped in terms of this other stuff so so i 'll just say this an opposition to pluto can block the empowerment journey okay. and you know block it, oppose it, challenge it. People will say, "Who do you think you are and stop right there and you 'll never you know make a dime in this town that 's kind of like an opposition you know <laughs> you 'll never work in this town again and um and so you know basically, people in situations that fit with that symbolism mercury Taurus twelfth can block your mission to be of service. So there may, you know, something in the 12th opposing Pluto. It can be that there, you know, and I'm not trying to make something up or feed you an idea, but just to try to trigger some thoughts by doing some of the abstract perspectives. But something huge, big, and outside of your control that can keep you from being specific and getting good at something. Because Pluto in the 6th needs also to improve something and develop skills. Uh, and master, actually master skills. So anyway, just kind of put that, your attention on that, that in some lives, Mercury is the bane of your strength. Like you can't get some more because something mercurial in the 12th house is happening. And um, it could be different things, but that's just one of the evolutionary approaches. So we'll look I'm at, not good
2: you know, at anything in particular. I only do surface of many, many, many things. So maybe that is my own
1: fault. Well, I wouldn't say fault, but I'd say that's what we're talking about. Right. They're talking about like like going the Taurus route, which is, you know, and I don't mean I don't put any Taurus energy down by saying this, but it is oriented towards the surface. It is oriented towards what you're looking at. And the Scorpio thing is the depth. So the more you tell the truth, the more you tell hard truths, the more you look at what is. You know, as I was talking earlier in the show, the the, the shadows, the things that you would do if painted into a corner, the awful, terrible, bitter parts of personality that can surface when you're really wounded. um, The more that you look at those things and are realistic about them, um, you know, you'll find that moving away from that Taurus mind. Even though, of course, you know, Venus and Ascendant and Sun all in Taurus, but, but this Pluto thing is counter to that. It needs to dig below the surface and understand the depth of it of what's really happening so so thank you christine for calling in thank you yeah i hope that was helpful okay i guess she's gone so we're starting to uh to wrap it up here on the soul's journey um just um get the get the aquarius full moon call uh, get the mp3 with this it's these calls are really transformative and i want you to hear these uh these mp3s and um and also check out the uh the new class that that i will officially announce soon called uh the family sessions a three-week class starting in september the first of several three week classes and um yeah and uh, and keep joining me on the uh on the soul's journey oh the other thing i, I didn't mention at the top of the show is that um uh, the Soul's Journey trilogy in paperback I'm doing a sale on through tdjacobs.com, free U.S. shipping or discounted international shipping, and um, uh, 10% off. And so you can get all three books in paperback and um, get the inside scoop on uh, this perspective that I'm uh, using to help people understand their multi-life journey. So thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. I'm Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and uh, be sure to tune in next week. Take care.
0: You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.